0: Welcome to Dwayne's World, the podcast with your host, me, Dwayne, the Booze and Blogger. That's right, it is Wednesday, March 30th, which means we're almost to spring, folks. That's right, we are almost to spring. Remember, you can watch these podcasts on or you can listen to these podcasts on Spotify or on Apple Music or wherever you get your podcast from it's also available that way as well as here on YouTube please subscribe to this channel and like and share my videos that's pretty simple so what's been going on weather's been getting a little weird for us I see last week so beautiful around here in Eastern Ontario and now back to cold but uh who cares about the weather right let's talk let's get right into the news that's right uh what do we want to start with today how about this news about ontario let's start close to home beginning april 22nd 2022 the speed limit will be really, will be raised permanently to 110 kilometers an hour on the following sections of the provincial highways in southern ontario queen elizabeth wade which is a qew from hamilton to st Catharines. Uh, highway 402 from London to Sarnia, Highway 417 from Ottawa to to Quebec border, 401 from Windsor to Tilbury, 404 from Newmarket to Woodbine, and Highway 417 from Canada to Armstrong. That's right, folks. So the speed limit in Ontario is going up, which is great because I've always felt it was too slow, anyways. So with the uh, so with this change in the speed limits is not going to change anything? Because most people drive 120. So does that mean people are going to start driving 130 on the highways? Uh, you get your, I believe you don't lose points or sorry, gain demerit points until you're 16 over the speed limit. So now is that gonna be up? Are they gonna screw around with that rule too? Because if 16 above the speed limit would be uh 126, give or take, and uh are they going to change that too? I don't know. But uh, it'd be interesting to see. But we have wanted faster highways here in Ontario, like or in Canada too, because like, I mean, it's sometimes it's just terrible, absolutely terrible driving. So freaking slow. Uh, you know, they did like make, we do have that law where the people on the left hand side of the road have to be passing, or they have to get back in, which helps Speed things up, but now the now this will uh speed it up even more, which is good, I think. Uh, or until the accidents happen and uh they reduce it again. Let's hope, let's hope not. Let's just uh hope the everything stays the same. People are safe when they're doing their 110 instead of their 120. (laughs) Uh, Other news here in Ontario. Yes, guess who's back in the news, Hillbilly Randy Hillier. Haven't had, heard from him in a while, but yeah, he got arrested in Ottawa on Monday. Turned himself in. He's he uh he surrendered to police. He faces nine charges, including assaulting a peace officer. He was released with strict conditions, including a thirty-five thousand dollar bond and an order not to post on social media. But the Freedom Convoy. And COVID nineteen mask and vaccine mandates, so that ought to shut Randy up for a while. Uh, he's also charged with uh, two counts of uh, obstructing a public officer, counseling mischief, and obstructing property. He's also charged with uh, obstructing a person, aiding a police, a peace officer, assaulting a peace, peace or public officer, and counseling an uncommitted indictable offense oh randy you really stuck your foot into this time didn't you big dummy oh man it, it's good though that these charges were laid against them all right let's talk about the russian war the invasion sorry it's not even a war they're illegal invasion of the ukraine and it's not going quite what they wanted Eh, it is it is i find it humorous even though it's not really funny because people are losing their lives and stuff but i i like to see how confident the Russians were at the start of this, and now all of a sudden they're backpedaling. That's right; they've been forced to return to Belarus and Russia to reorganize and resupply. I guess uh they sure didn't have that well planned out, did they? The Ukrainians are really putting up a fight. Good for them. Little wee country put, going up against the big Russians. Damn straight. That's a good thing. And I, like I said, it's uh, it, it it's. Good to see that everybody's getting behind ukraine and showing uh, showing the russians that all they are are big bullies and it's nice to see what the ukrainians are doing with all their you know their fight in them and they're disposing of bullies which is what you do you you, uh, the easiest way to get rid of a bully is slap them upside the head and basically that's what they're doing and it's working so good for you ukraine i'm really happy to see that you guys are doing so well. I I it's gonna be a long rebuilding process if this when this thing ever ends. But I mean, stay strong. You'll get this. <clears throat> so it seems that Poland has decided they're no longer going to use Russian oil or gas or anything else, and they're gonna stop using Russian coal. It's gonna stop being imported by the end of May just because. They want to be self-sufficient from Russia, which is probably a good thing because you never know when Russia is going to invade somebody else. So having your own supply coming from somewhere else is probably a smart idea. So, yeah, it it makes sense what Poland's doing and good on them. You know, don't depend on the big bad Ruskies. Uh, By Poland doing this, they can't you know, it can't hurt them the way it's it's happening in Germany, right? because in Germany, the government issued an early warning over natural gas supplies and called on the consumers to save energy and make concerns that Russia could cut off deliveries unless it is paid in rubles. So Poland's gonna make it so that that doesn't happen to them. Unfortunately uh, for Germany, they're stuck with Russian ga- or natural gas and uh, yeah, it's at any time, they could just take the old knob and turn it off, right? so yeah it's good to get away from away from that shit, and, and I like to see all these countries coming together to fighting against uh Russia and letting them know that what they're doing really really sucks and they should smarten the hell up because it, it is it's awful 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 there's no need for them for this invasion just a whole bunch of people getting killed for no reason and a whole bunch of money being spent the only people are making money on this are the are the people who build these fucking weapons all right on to sports folks uh so the NFL owners meetings are happening this week and finally they're discussing the the overtime rule which is absolute bullshit uh the rule as it stood both teams can possess the ball both teams get a possession of the ball but if the first team scores a touchdown the game's over which means the second team wouldn't get a possession of the ball now they've changed that they finally came out and said no you both get a possession so no matter what happens in the first possession each team gets a possession and if it's tied after two possessions then it goes into sudden death overtime isn't that the way championships should play out anyways Like i mean you want playoffs you want it to end properly it it happened this year and it really really sucks because what would have happened to the bills if josh allen had got a got his hands on the ball again for the bills they might have marched down the field and tied the game up with the chiefs again and we might have had a different outcome in that game so this is getting from that i mean it this happened this happened uh positively for me though when the Patriots beat uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs in night in 2019 because of uh Brady went down and just touched down on the first possession but I really do think it's unfair I think I think you really should both people should possess the ball and get a chance to score and that's the way it should that's just the way it should be it's only fair like it sucks to have your season or end a great game on such a stupid technicality you basically win because of coin flip and that's just garbage that's that's no way especially for the playoffs and stuff we had we were treated to such great games in the playoffs last year and then there was that black eye on it so yeah cheers for the uh owners for finally recognizing that still with football let's talk about the Rooney rule uh basically it happened in 2018 and the league mandated that the following changes would occur clubs must interview at least one diverse candidate from the career development advisory panelist or a diverse candidate not currently employed by the club clubs must continue best practices recommendations of considering multiple diverse candidates and clubs must maintain complete records and furnish to the league upon commissioner's request basically the nfl wants more diversity in their league they want more black coaches and stuff so they've also opened this up to women who can come in and coach and what they're going to do is, to make it worthwhile to the teams the league is going to have like a slush fund basically for teams that hi- that make these diversity hires The league will pay them, pay their salaries for a year or two years. And this is to just open it up more. I don't know how I feel about this because, yes, the two year, the one to two year contracts is good. It would develop a coach in order to maybe grab a job and stay in the league at some sort of coaching position or assistant position. And um, that's good. But you're also forcing people to hire maybe not always the best candidate you know um because that's what i've always hated about diversity rules of any kind and it has nothing to do with if you're black or white or where i just think everything should be even down the you know right down the line and you take the best candidate and when you when you're running diversity into stuff uh you're not always getting the best candidate you're getting a diversity hire and I don't know if it's my business I want the number one prospect I want the absolute best person for the job and I've been against these type of hires all my life we grew up I grew up in a in a time where you know women were the only ones being hired by police forces and stuff and and uh which is fine except for the fact that what if there's a better candidate who's a male and it's just it's not fair uh and i know i'm a i'm a i'm a white male claiming not fair no it's it's not fair because people should be given their jobs based on qualifications and and experience alone it should not come down to purple green black yellow red whatever color you want or or female trans whatever it shouldn't come down to that it should come down to the best for the job and and yeah so diversity hires really are to me they're a bit of a kick in the balls and if i was a owner i wouldn't be happy with it because they said you're not getting the best person for the job if you have to take somebody based on something other than their qualifications it's my opinion And I've always said it, opinions are like assholes and everybody has one. And that's the booze and bloggers opinion. All right, let's get to entertainment because there's been some shit going on. All right, so this weekend at the Oscars, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that, uh, yeah, so so Chris Rock, He mentions Jada Pickett Smith, how she's going to get get the new lead role in GI Jane 2. And that's based because she has alopecia where, you know, her hair is falling out and stuff. And her hubby there, Will Smith, took quite an offense to it. Walked up on stage, slapped Chris Rock across the yap, and then went back to his seat and started chirping at him. Here's uh, Here's the video. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? That was a a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a GI Jane job. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> so I could. oh, okay. That was a uh, greatest night in the history of television. Okay. <laughs> now what, what, uh, Will Smith did was stupid, was bullish. Everybody knows that, you know, it's, it's comedy. They hire comedians to host these shows because they want some comedy. Was the joke bad? I don't even think the joke was that bad. Really? Comedy is all about pointing things out and that's what Chris Rock did. And, uh, will smith didn't like it which was weird though because originally it when he made the joke he smith looked like he was smiling and then all of a sudden he walked up on stage so did jada whisper in her ear whisper in his ear that it wasn't funny and that that made will go up and not be the fresh prince of bel-air i uh, i don't know but it was disgusting it was the disgusting act like i mean violence is not the answer to a lot of things and especially in this condition case you know you've got the door get up and leave just get up and fucking leave the building um when he melts him back when Will was chirping back at him that was fine because that's you know comedians face hecklers all the time but comedians don't get punched and they should never be punched for a joke even if the joke is way off base or you know topically maybe shouldn't be discussed you still don't you know you let public opinion rule on that you don't just go up and smack want somebody upside the head so will smith has really been taking heat from everybody jim carrey even came out and said you know what he thinks he should be charged with assault and it was assault and you can't even say he can get away with it because it's right there on camera as we just saw And uh yeah, so another thing that happened though when it after this was that Will won, you know, best best male actor in a in a movie, and he got a standing ovation from the crowd. And that's the same crowd that was in there that witnessed him assault somebody. So Hollywood's really throwing out mixed messages, I think uh he's evil or he's not evil you can't have it both ways i thought that was actually almost as disgusting as a slap was everybody giving him a standing ovation uh because he didn't deserve it sure he's the first i think it's his first uh oscar win but I don't think he deserved, I don't deserve. think he deserved a standing ovation just because of what he had done earlier. That must've also been uncomfortable as hell, like to stay there. And it might must've been uncomfortable too for Chris Rock. Like, I mean, think about it, he handled it like a pro, which he is. Uh, Chris Rock is funny and he's been doing comedy like forever. So like, I mean, he handled it. He didn't, he didn't, uh, he made a joke about it right after it happened uh he didn't tame his showdown any he did he didn't change he just went on and that's what a good comedian does and uh that was really really amazing for what chris did i i don't know what i would have done i'm pretty sure i would have kicked will smith in the balls but who knows it's hard to say it's not happening to me yep the slap heard round the world it is kind of you know funny because it happened on the biggest uh television one of the biggest television events of the year you know so many million viewers watch the oscars and this shit happens people did think it was a setup because uh will smith seemed to have a smirk on his face when he left the stage but i don't know he did he did come out and he apologized to chris rock and said the violence isn't the answer and he should have never done that and he said that it was okay for chris to pick on him but not on his wife's medical condition uh it's all up for grabs man what would Ricky Gervais say do in that in that case like I mean if a comic can see it and process it they can they're going to joke about it and he did and you know the joke wasn't great it wasn't great in in any sense of the word Chris Rock has far better jokes but it was a joke and you know some people thought a lot of people did think it was funny at the time until the slap happened yeah so let's stay tuned for this because you never know the police could be charged could end up charging Will Smith uh Chris Rock says he's not going to press charges but who knows you never know uh just uh yeah let's keep our eyes open and remember violence isn't the answer folks it is not the answer you can do something you know Will could have waited till after the show and said something to Chris after after the show you know Cooler heads prevail and all that other bullshit. All right, on to the part that I really wasn't looking forward to more entertainment news. And unfortunately, this is a bad one. Taylor Hawkins, drummer for Foo Fighters, died of an apparent overdose on uh, Friday, Friday night in Bogota, Colombia. And uh, we don't know for sure. If it was an overdose, but Columbia's uh, prosecuting office released a statement Saturday saying toxicological tests on urine from Hawkins' body preliminarily found 10 psychoactive substances and medicines, including marijuana, opioids, tricyclic, antidepressants, and benzodiazepines. Uh, so, yeah, he had a cocktail of drugs in his system. So, I'm pretty sure it was a. We can almost safely say it was an overdose. It really, really sucks. Taylor is such an amazing drummer. And he he did something. His job was difficult. Uh, I know you're thinking, well, he was a drummer in a band. How difficult. you're playing drums behind one of the best drummers in the world, and you're playing drums behind him. So yeah, Taylor's job was absolutely hard. Dave Grohl's going to take this so, so bad. Like, I mean, second death of a bandmate of his and, you know, remember Kurt Cobain blown his head off and then, uh, yeah. So then Grohl starts Foo Fighters and Taylor, Taylor has been is always like interviewed with dave Grohl too so i think they're the real faces of of the food fighters don't get me wrong i mean dave Grohl is the face of the food fighters but taylor hawkins is right there here he re- Grohl refers to him as his brother taylor um i guess he made a huge impression because when dave was starting the food fighters taylor was playing with Alanis Morissette on her on her you ought to know tour and uh or Jagged Little Pill tour sorry and uh Dave asked him if he was he could suggest a drummer for his new band and Taylor offered to do it and so and they've been there ever since they you know he's one of the longest he's one of the longest serving members band's been around for 28 years hard to believe it's been 28 years already uh so it's been like what 30 years since Cobain blew his head off uh but yeah so this is just totally r- shocked the world people are really really sad uh I know it's funny how we as just normal people you know we feel affected by like Taylor's death it, it, it's it's really weird like i mean didn't know him never met him but i liked him he was like one of those likable people because you always saw him doing shit, and you always saw him being nice and he was always smiling and he was a good accomplished musician like i mean one of my favorite one of my favorite uh videos of the foo fighters is where taylor comes out front and does rock and roll with jimmy page and and stuff and Groll goes back and plays the drums. Like, I mean, they do that all the time. Um, so watch their last their last concert if you can from that was in Ecuador or somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's just it is, it's a it's a shock. And like, I mean he's 50 years old. Why can't people, you know, why can't musicians just stick to marijuana and booze? No, you're not gonna kill yourself with marijuana booze, uh you'll know, fuck your liver up, but not many people die of alcohol poisoning. Some do. Don't don't get me wrong. Bon spot Bon Scott, you know, died choked on his own vomit. But but yeah, this this one hits hard because, like I said, every piece of video or pictures I ever say, see of Taylor he's doing something good he's always smiling having a good time the the night before he died a little girl who wanted to meet him she's nine years old her dad and her set her drum set up in front of Taylor's ho- hotel and she started playing a rap playing hoping to get Taylor's attention at worked. he he went outside he met with the little girl and stuff because he he said he heard drumming and just decided to go find out where it's coming from and that's the kind of dude he was like I mean him and Dave were perfect for that band and and I really hope they get over it but like so one of the greatest like one great thing about the last couple of days of Taylor's life was that, that he did this for this little nine-year-old girl he made her dream come true which is pretty awesome um but he was always doing shit like that and i remember the video for or the live show with Everlong. they're playing everlong and the little 11 year old drummer came up on stage and taylor just left his his uh taylor just left his drum set and let because he knew the girl had it and that's amazing, because, like I mean, a lot of professionals would have been hanging around just in case she fucked up and would be there to jump in, nope, just just left her alone, she did her thing, and she played it amazing, um, but yeah, so it is it's really bad. I hate when nice guys nice guys die young, like fucking drugs, I tell you, don't do drugs they're I mean, I'm not one to talk. I drink probably too much sometimes, but, but, you know, I, yeah. So don't do drugs, especially hard drugs. You never know what's in them anymore. And what I really, I was talking to my buddy, Sean, Hey, Skelding, here's your shout out, buddy. I was talking to my buddy, Sean is like the biggest foo fighters fan that i know and he was a you know big nirvana fan and uh kurt cobain often himself really fucked him up but um we were talking on the phone the other day and uh he thinks that grohl won't play music anymore and that is such a bad thing because dave grohl has so many years left to bring joy to people the Foo Fighters music actually brings joy to people. And I really, really hope that Dave will be able will be able to get over this. And the Foo Fighters will be able to continue as a band if they don't, I get it. Like, I mean, your best friend is dead. And it's it does, it would feel really hard to move on. But they have canceled their tour, which is good. Um, But yeah this is another wait and see folks i still seeing tributes to taylor everywhere online uh very very sad folks this is this one hits because i i love music i love the food fighters i've seen them live and stuff and they're just an amazing band and what they stand for is amazing and stuff so yeah this sort of came out of left field But you know, drugs will kill you, that's that's just it. Drugs will kill you, and unfortunately, it took a good one this time. Rest in peace, Taylor. Anyway, this is Dwayne, the Booze and Blogger for uh, Wednesday, March 30th, take care of yourselves. You know, get out there, enjoy life. Remember, we don't have to wear masks anymore. It was really weird going out been to a couple of stores uh since since the mask mandate ended and it's really weird going in without a mask on it just it just feels weird and it's but it is really cool to see people's faces again I don't know anyways take care of yourselves subscribe to my channel share like the videos uh go watch go listen to them on Spotify or Apple wherever you get your uh podcast from and remember the most important thing in life folks don't be a fucking asshole